Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello there. My name is Carol Almeida, and I am going to be your host in today's episode entitled, A Reckon with Homelessness. So join me and my guests. Welcome to the Prevention 365 podcast. Prevention is every day and every way. Today, our topic is a burning issue, and that is on homelessness. And for our guest, we have someone who's been out there in the field, who's been out there exposed to the challenges of uh, homelessness. May I introduce, proudly introduce our guest for today, Ms. Terry Reynolds, the coordinator of ADAPS Health Intervention Program. Good afternoon, Terry. Good afternoon, Carol, and thank you so much for the opportunity. I would like to first of all thank you and Jessica and the CP team for allowing me this opportunity to share my thoughts and perspectives on this very important and complex issue that is not only affecting Los Angeles, but affecting the whole United States. And that's on the topic of homelessness. So I thank yes. you guys for the opportunity. Yes, Terry, for the first question, can you walk us through the range of your experience? I mean, the range of your exposure and your involvement with the issue of homelessness. Hi, yes, Carol. So I've worked in the social services field for over two decades, and I have seen and witnessed a lot. You know, however, these last three years, the increase of persons and families experiencing homelessness, uh, and unfortunately, with majority of the persons that I have um, witnessed, a lot of them being black and brown, is troubling and it's personal to me uh, as a black woman. Uh, you know, in LA County, black people represent 9% of the general population, yet comprised 40% of the population experiencing homelessness. And I'm going to repeat that again. In LA County, people represent, the LA, in LA County, sorry, black people represent 9% of the general population, yet comprise 40% of the population experiencing homelessness. That's very troubling and alarming to me. Uh, you know, the impact of structural racism in education and employment opportunities, criminal justice system, housing, and access to opportunities, not just opportunities, but fair opportunities, is warranted and cannot be denied. I think we really have to look at um, the issues and, and what we're going to do as a community to address this very complex issue. Terry, that's really troubling. You have 9% of LA County's population to be African-American, but this 40% of homeless are African-American. Yes. This is really troubling. Yes. Homelessness is a byproduct of racism in America. 
my personal outlook regarding homelessness, I, I've seen it in my personal as well as professional uh, settings. It, it's very personal and, and dear to me because I've had not only my clients, but I've had people that I know very dearly be impacted um, through homelessness. And a lot of times we look at homelessness as, you know, a person is, is, is addicted to drugs and or have mental health issues. But I'm here to tell you that those are definitely myths. Homelessness affects many people and, and many backgrounds regardless of, of um, their social uh, substance abuse issues and or connections. It affects people, you know, we're all one check away from being homeless. <laughs> and what I mean by that is affordable rents in Los Angeles County. It's very difficult to survive in Los Angeles County with the high rate of rent. We have gentrification in terms of, you know, other ethnicities moving in that really impacts where social, where certain people can actually reside, which is very heartfelt. And not that there aren't people who actually use drugs that are experiencing homelessness, but I think because of the, the impact of what it does to one's mental, mental capacity of not having a safe place to live, it's heartfelt and it will, it will eventually do something to your emotional well-being. You know, I think no one really knows how it feels to be homeless if you've never, if you've never walked in their shoes and or provided this service. It's one thing when you're driving in your cars and our luxury vehicles and see someone on the street and or at the gas station or now you don't even have to go downtown Los Angeles. Homelessness is, I think, in every community. There's no way of getting around it. And it's because of the various issues that impacts the community. And I think at some point, we have to really make an impact and do something about it. I, I definitely can say that it's been heartfelt for me, you know, like I said, as a, as a married black woman, woman with an adult son, I, ha I have a situation to where I was driving in the downtown area of Skid Row. And for my son, who's an educated young black man, when he saw a lot of the homeless, the persons experiencing homelessness, he had me to stop my vehicle and say, wait a minute, mom. Why is there so many black men out here who are homeless? Who are homeless? I mean, it, we don't realize that of what and how homelessness really affects our community. I think it becomes generational uh, from different impacts that society has had on us. Homelessness affects us in so many kinds of ways. And for my son, it was very personal because, you know, He's been, he hasn't actually had to experience and or see a lot of, uh, of you know, of homelessness because he actually resides in a different area. But it was very, it was very impactful when he actually stopped me and, and to see the hurt and, and the look in his eyes when he said, Mom, like, something is wrong with this. 
it is too many of our men and black men that are out here homeless, you know, and I see this on a day to day basis, you know, of, of so many women and men impacted from, from, from homelessness, you know, who, who really need some type of opportunity and or chance to, to make a difference. Terry, I am feeling your response to the questions that I'm asking. And your response is very personal, very emotional. I could feel it. I could feel it. And so uh, moving on to the next question, as you synthesize your knowledge based on your experience and training in the field over the years, what primarily pushed people towards homelessness? Yes, Carol. Well, there are many complex causes of homelessness. And, and at a basic level, I think people become homeless, for example, when their wages and income are not enough to cover rent. You know, I think we look at like what pushes uh, people towards homelessness, but many times economic forces persons into homelessness, even beyond their own choice. You know, um, policy decisions, um, uh, uh, a lot of different, you know, the, the public uh, uh, resources and public assistance, just the lack of ability for people to afford, uh, afford places to live all contribute to the causes of homelessness. Uh, as, a, as a result, many people were pushed out of their homes. Um, you know, they're pushed out of their homes for many different reasons. You know, rather it be due to physical and or mental health challenges, physical disabilities. Sometimes you do actually see, you know, alcoholism and or other types of, of addictions, drug addictions, and sometimes even gambling addictions, you know, uh, as well as different domestic violence uh, uh, cases can make, a, can make it very difficult uh, to earn a living wage and, and maintain uh, and or gain, you know, stability. And so, you know, I, I believe there's a lot of different economic uh, situations that kind of forces people to become homelessness. And that's why, you know, the faces of homelessness have definitely changed. I, I know uh, from doing this work for a, for a long time, you know, back in the day, I, I always just assumed that it was a person who, uh, who was addicted to drugs and or, you know, mental health. Those are the things that we always think about, but no more. The faces, uh, like I said, the faces of homelessness too have changed. There's a lot of aging, older aging adults that are homeless. And due to, uh, due to a many of uh, array of uh, reasons of why they're homeless, uh, it could be that they were living with uh, a family member, you know, who might have, who maybe actually is deceased now, and they were taking care of this family member, or, or they, they lose their job and or their income, you know, uh, again, domestic violence issues, PTSD, a lot of those type of things now of trauma, trauma really affects persons now and it's not necessarily due to 
the norm of how a lot of times society thinks of why a person is homeless. There's a multiple of factors and you, you know, we can't just assume, you know, that, that a person is, that's like this one shoe or one size fits all, that's not no longer uh, uh, in homelessness. Like I said, it, it, it affects so many people and so many various backgrounds um, of people. But I just had to say and, and really focus on persons of color um, because that's what I see uh, in doing this work of, of the effects that it has of black and, and, and brown people but not necessarily always just because of, of, of substance abuse. But, you know, there's a, there's a multiple uh, of factors that actually um, causes the person to become homeless. And I think, you know, we have to do a better job in finding additional resources to fill in those gaps. Because there, there's a lot of gaps that, that homeless persons actually face. Rather it be the the, the loss of uh, of income, you know. So for for clients who have loss of income, we need to get them more education. We need to get them more of, you know, the the employment uh, uh, work source centers. You know, get people more involved in those type of, of services. You know, I think, uh, you know, yeah, job training, uh, uh, school. You know, having people to have the same accessibility that the next person has, regardless of their background. But I can definitely say that the faces of homelessness has changed and, you know, it affects men, women, families. You know, I'm seeing a lot of families that are now affected, um, um, that are experiencing homelessness, which is really, really heartfelt. And again, we have to talk about the rising and the lack of affordability of rent. You know, I think we're all one check away from being homeless, you know, and if, if rent continues to go to increase, you know, I think there it's becoming unaffordable for people with um, with who depend on social, uh, you know, different type of uh, uh, public benefits. I think it's only it's only it, I, I feel like they're moving. They're making it really unaffordable for persons to actually be able to live in LA County. And if we don't do something about it quickly, we're going to see this, this uh, crisis just continue to devastate our community. Yes. Uh, so Terry, you brought up and you open up, you know, you open up uh, uh, the issue of homelessness within a macro or a larger perspective perspective. So it used to be, and you call it a myth, it used to be that uh, when we talk about homelessness, oh, it's a matter of choice, you know, and oftentimes it's substance abuse or addiction that plays into the picture as well as mental health issues. But you brought up the economic, the economic factors like accessibility like uh, to opportunities you know affordability yes. of uh, rent and then uh, dedication of resources public assistance program which are all uh, public policy concerns so so you you open up you open up 
the the issue or you open up the issue you further expand the issue of homelessness the this conversation and homelessness uh on the public policy aspect you know yes. on the public policy angle as a priority of governance you know and yes. so um and so in moving on so uh right now we're in the midst of uh the worst public health crisis in more than a century i believe and this is because of the of the pandemic so we're still in the midst of the pandemic yeah. and in your honest assessment terry how has the pandemic or has the pandemic really contributed to the changing of the landscape of the homelessness issue wow uh the pandemic is a crisis within a crisis okay um the COVID 19 pandemic has produced a unique you know a unique set of public health challenges um one of the things though the, the pandemic has heightened uh the national crisis that existed long before COVID. okay um now it's more than you know it's really evident in the pandemic's influence on homelessness and affordable housing I think from COVID, one thing is it's a few, you know, COVID has affected the, the community and a lot of, it had a lot of negative um, influences because a lot of lives were, 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 were lost um, unnecessarily. But I think the, the battle to save lives from the pandemic has mobilized local governments. Mm -hmm into creating temporary solutions through offering solutions through the various funding streams. And what I mean by that is that, you know, the, the, the government had to act very quickly in housing uh, uh, persons experiencing homelessness who were at highest risk of COVID, which was, which was wonderful, you know, because we, we just knew that, you know, among homeless populations, that we already knew, like I said, it was a, a crisis within a crisis. And we were just so afraid uh, when COVID, the response to COVID and homelessness was just going to be a nightmare because there's, it, it was seemed like it was just un, uncontrollable. I mean, you know, because we have so many people experiencing homelessness and we had to move and move quickly uh, in order to get, you know, uh, mobilized and get these clients who were at highest risk of contracting COVID so that it can actually hopefully help reduce the, the rate and or uh, transmissions for persons who might um, uh, actually uh, test positive for COVID. So, uh, so you know, through, through COVID, it has actually um, allowed people temporary housing solutions. Mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, we, like I said, we moved quickly. We, we, did the project room key, which was a temporary um, housing solution that temporarily housed people who were at highest risk of, of COVID to get them off of the street to actually isolate them uh, throughout the pandemic. 
But unfortunately, um, several of those persons who were housed temporarily due to COVID have, many of them have returned back to the streets. So it was just like really about putting a Band-Aid on an old wound mm -hmm. that really required ongoing care and treatment. You know, I, we have a lot of clients who, for our clients that we work with, Project Room Key did not work. Um, and, you know, because not only with homelessness, we're dealing with an overdose crisis. And, you know, many of the cl our clients don't do well when they're isolated. And, you know, they, we, we, had a, we had a plan to get clients off of the streets quickly, but I don't think we thought the whole plan out thoroughly. And so unfortunately, you know, we actually did do a, a good job in terms of a lot of persons experiencing homelessness. Um, the rates of infection with COVID what, what was not as high as we intended it for it to be because there was a lot of movement and quick movement um, and, and addressing uh, persons that were at highest risk uh, for COVID. But the crisis still continues because even though you know, we're getting ready to open June 15th. June 15th, you know, the, the city is, is supposedly opening and going back to full capacity, but yet we still have a severe homeless crisis. You know, I think we have more homeless clients, persons experiencing homelessness now more so than we did prior to the pandemic. You know, so I think we have made, we have made, um, some, you know, some adjustments and some positive moves, but we have a long way to go. And I think um, the battle is not over. You know, the, um, the COVID the, from pandemic, it actually, you know, we were able to, like I said, make some inroads and some adjustments. And, um, but the, we, we, we still have, we still have a long, we still have a long way to go. And I think, uh, like I said, through, through COVID, we've had some temporary solutions, but we need permanent solutions in LA County to address the, the homeless crisis that we have. We don't need, we, temporary solutions are great because, you know, um, it, it provides that immediate uh, solution, but we need permanent. We need permanent housing that's, and sustainable housing that's going to make a difference and uh, and homelessness in LA County. Yes, thank you, thank you, uh, Terry. So uh, for the last question, you know, um, you said that uh, all of this. I mean, in a sense, the pandemic has uh, has uh, jump started the band aid solutions to. Uh, homelessness, but you said we need uh, more strategic solutions. So for my last questions, as a community, so we're not talking here about just government, but as a community, what can we do to address the issue of homelessness? Well, first, Carol, I think we have to continue to advocate and build more affordable housing. Uh, that allows permanent solutions. Uh, I think we can improve cultural competency and, and care for the homeless delivery system by including uh, persons who are experiencing homelessness 
be a part of the planning process because they know best of their struggles. You and I can advocate all day long, but it's nothing like having that person at the table who lives that, that life day in and day out, you know? And so having them at the table, I think is, is, is very, uh, very, very crucial. Uh, I think ending homelessness will require a collective commitment uh, to dismantling racism and addressing racial disparities um, that include, that include uh, sustained support from funders, uh, service providers, and most importantly, the community. Um, I, I think moving forward, no matter how much funding is allocated to persons experiencing homeless, homelessness, nothing is going to change um, anything if we as a society, if we as a society uh, believe that people experiencing homelessness are not worth saving. Uh, a lot of times we advocate for change and want to see change, but it's that old saying, you know, yeah, we want to see it, but, but not in my backyard, you know, and we continue to keep pushing people from city to city, from county to county with no real solutions. Uh, you know, and, and I said it earlier, the myth, the, the cause of homelessness is, is due to drug and alcohol abuse, you know, no, 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 sorry. I mean, again, I think, you know, the, I think um, statistically they say only 20% of people report drugs and alcohol as the cause of their homelessness, you know. Uh, drug and alcohol abuse are often the result of homelessness, but not the cause, okay. And lastly, I think um, we have to look at that all life is of value. And every person deserves the basic dignity of having a place to live. I, I, I think housing, you know, shouldn't be an option. It should be a right for all people. Everyone deserves a safe and adequate place to live. Wow, thank you so much, Thierry. Thank you so much. I mean, this has really been an emotional discussion, but a discussion that is powerful, very empowering. You know, so thank you for putting into context the issue of homelessness, putting into context the correlation between the relationship between homelessness and substance uh, and substance abuse. And most of all, thank you for approaching the discussion of homelessness from the human rights yeah. perspective. Thank you so much, Terry. Thank you, thank Carol. You. And, and thank you, CP and, and Jessica and Janie for, for the opportunity. I, I really think uh, these podcasts are, are, so, are so needed and I'm hoping that uh, this will actually make a difference in, in the way that change happens. So thank you again. So we bring to a close our podcast episode on a reckon with homelessness. Join us every Wednesday for Prevention 365 
podcast. Prevention is every day and every way. So every Wednesday, we are on Believe, Spotify, and Apple. Or you can also uh, uh, you can also uh, join us on YouTube uh, slash ADAP Inc. or AADAP People Need People. So we bring to a close this episode and uh, goodbye for now. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.